Hey there, welcome to the Embracing Imperfection podcast. I'm your host, Marnie LaFrance. I am the founder of the Perfectly Imperfect Coaching Business, where I help women find true self-confidence and love for themselves by learning to embrace the perfection of their imperfections. I've created this podcast to share real life stories, tips, tricks, and tools for living a healthier, happier, more authentic, and motivated life. I believe that true happiness does not come from perfectly achieving our goals, but rather embracing the imperfections of the journey along the way. So sit back and let's chat. Well, hello there and welcome back to Embracing Imperfection. I am your host, Marnie LaFrance, and I think we are on episode 29, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot to double check before I started this recording. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about a topic based on a question that somebody recently asked me. I wanted to talk about boredom and why it is we are all so against being bored. I know as busy moms and parents and things, we have kids who often will say, I'm bored, I'm bored, and then we will try to help them out and give them ideas, but they're basically saying they're bored because they want to be on electronics or what have you. So a lot of times they are, you know, not used to being bored or not used to having to figure out things on their own because we as a society have put them in front of TVs or given them electronics to help keep them busy or whatever or to distract them while we need to get some stuff done. We as a society in ourselves have gotten to the point that it is normal or actually a well-respected thing if you're busy. If you're not a busy person and you're not go, 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 and you don't have a lot on the go, you actually feel like you might be failing a little bit. Like if you go in and you ask somebody, how you doing? They'll be like, oh, I'm good. I'm really busy. Or how's work? Oh, really busy. Like it's, it's actually a good thing to be busy. But in a sense, it's not because the thing about it is that we are having more people that are experiencing burnout um, or heart attacks or illness or whatever because they're pushing themselves so hard and they're not filling their own cup and they're not taking care of themselves or they're doing for everybody else and then they're suffering these issues and a lot of this i think stems from like i said we're we're trying to achieve so much more so as a woman i am trying to run while well, i'm running two businesses i have a full-time job i have my business i'm a full-time mom obviously <laughs> can't do that part-time i'm a wife i'm a daughter i'm a sister i'm a friend and I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I used to say yes to everything and, and do everything for everybody else. That kept me really busy. And I didn't think, and, and this is something that a lot of women actually suffer, a lot of moms, etc., suffer guilt. But we don't feel like, I don't know whether it's the word that we deserve to be able to take care of ourselves, but we feel like we should put ourselves last right? Because if we actually take the time and do something for ourselves, people might look at us and be like, wow, she's doing, you know, like they'll judge us or what have you, right? We need to put everybody else first. It's not right to put ourselves first. Like if you look in the old days, even when moms were like stay at home moms, for example, they cooked, they cleaned, they took, they were basically taking care of the whole household. They were raising the kids. They were making sure everybody was fed and, and dad went out to work. So he worked outside of the house and mom did everything inside the house. And at the end of the day, her needs came last because as soon as dad came home, well, he was out and he was working really hard. And so he was tired by the time he got home. So she made sure his dinner was there and then she cleaned up after and she got the kids to bed, tried to be quiet so that dad wasn't disturbed. 
Well, all the stuff that she was doing was actually really difficult as well, right? Like she was busy. Don't we think that she was tired? But no, her needs came last. And that's kind of carried on. And I mean, we're getting into the change now where you hear a lot more about us talking about self-care and filling your own cup or the airplane analogy, as I love to say, put your own oxygen mask on first. Because if you are not taking care of yourself and you're not replenishing your needs and not replenishing your energy, you're going to get sick and you won't be able to take care of anybody. And self-care is not selfish. Enough on that rant. Somebody asked me recently, what do you do when you're bored? And I sat there and I thought, I don't know. When you really reflect on that question, I would love for you guys to sit there and ask yourself, what do you do when you're bored? Because there's two options, really. We can sit with it and sit in that process and accept it, or we can avoid it. And by avoiding it means keeping busy. Or ways we avoid being bored is, I know I (laughs) kind of reflected on this myself. One of the things I do to fill my own cup is I love to have a bubble bath. But when I'm having a bubble bath, I don't just get in the bath and put on music and listen to it or just sit and listen to my thoughts. I mean, I do from time to time, but usually I'm in the tub. I'm either listening to a podcast, I'm listening to an audible book, or I'm reading a book. So I'm still not really allowing myself to sit and be with my thoughts. (laughs) I'm kind of avoiding, right? Because just being in the bath, and maybe that's why a lot of people don't like baths, is that they get bored, right? Like if you're in the bath and you're not reading a book or you're not listening to music or anything, I'm pretty sure that you're probably not just going to sit there for a long time in that bath. It'll probably be a shorter bath because you have nothing to do. It's not really true that we don't have anything to do. What I say about accepting the boredom is that when you allow yourself to be bored, then you get to access your innermost thoughts and your feelings and feel what you're thinking and you get to know yourself. When we are bored and allow ourselves to be bored, we can listen to ourselves. We can hear our minds thinking. We can discover things about ourselves. Our creativity is awakened so that that's when the creative processes and the creative juices flow because we're actually allowing thoughts and processing the thoughts. That's why if you are like me, a lot of times, and I hear this from a lot of people, they get their best ideas when they're in the shower. Because usually we're in the shower, we're washing our hair, we're doing our thing, but we're thinking. We're not really doing anything. There's no distractions, right? And that is why you get your most creative ideas when you're, when you're in the shower, because you're not blocking any thoughts from your mind. You're actually being with yourself. So you get to be with yourself. You get to learn from yourself. You get to feel yourself, know and like yourself. Because if you think about it, when you love somebody or whatever, like I can sit with Marcel. And the two of us can just sit there and be alone and sit side by side, like, or lay on the couch cuddling or whatever. We don't have to talk. We just enjoy each other's company. Why can't we do that with ourselves, right? We don't. We often so often avoid it because we get bored. But it's not really bored. We're, it's a fear. We're running from ourselves. We're avoiding it. So, I mean, one of the things we do is like, I eat out of boredom. I'm bored, so I'll go get something to eat something to do. Uh, Maybe you read a book, maybe you'll watch TV. A lot of us, if you go around town and you look at people, they're sitting on the park bench waiting for the, or they're standing waiting for the bus. They're on their phone. They're not just sitting there waiting for the bus. You're on the bus, you're reading a book, you're on your phone. You go on long car rides. Chances are the passengers reading a book or playing a game or on their phone or something. We don't just sit and think anymore. Well, we, I mean, people still do, but you know what I mean? Like we're always filling those gaps of time with something to do. 
because we've gotten so used to being busy that we actually avoid boredom with busyness, right? We, we just constantly feel like we need to be busy. And a lot of people, like a lot of business people, entrepreneurs or writers or whatever, sometimes they're struggling. And part of the reason they're struggling to come up with those new, new ideas or have those new ideas created or figure something out is because they're keeping themselves too busy. And I think that that is happening to us in our own lives as well. Because some, some of us are feeling stuck in our lives. Or like I said, as busy moms, we're taking care of everybody else. We're, and we're not necessarily taking care of ourselves. And we're feeling busy and we don't feel like we have enough time for ourselves. But if we sat there and just take the time when we have a bath, don't always have a book or something. You know, don't always fill the gap with your phone or something. Or if you do feel bored and you suddenly feel anxious or frustrated or whatever, because I know sometimes like it'll be on the weekend and we'll be with the kids or whatever and everybody's just doing their thing. And then I suddenly just get this bored feeling like I need to do something, but I don't know what. And I'll be like, and I start to feel anxious and start to feel not necessarily panicked, but I just feel really frustrated. I'm like, I got to do something. And sometimes I'll just say, okay, let's go for a drive just to get out of the house to a different place. I mean, we've been in this thing, you know, for the last year and whatever, and we're in lockdown. And, and so we haven't been able to get out. So that might be part of it. But I know that on those days where we had nothing to do, the house was already cleaned, all the chores were done. And I didn't really want to read the book or whatever, that I just get this really bad urge to do something. And it's more, I think, now that I'm reflecting on this, that I'm avoiding thoughts that are popping in my head. I think it's a way to run away from those thoughts. So what I would encourage you all is to actually reflect on these sort of things and take the time to consider that, do you allow yourself to be bored? What do you do with your boredom? Why are you running from your boredom if you do? And can you allow yourself to do the boredom? I mean, a lot of people, that's where the, the benefits of meditation come in, right? Meditation allows us to be alone with our thoughts and to process our thoughts and accept them and to do all those things. And a lot of people were like, I don't like meditation because it's boring. <laughs> that's kind of the point of meditation, right? It's not supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to allow you to go deep within to rediscover yourself and to learn from yourself and get the answers you need. Because technically, all our answers really are inside ourselves. Our body knows. Our mind knows. We know what we are. We just need to learn to trust it. And for that to happen, we need to be bored. And we need to allow our children to be bored. That's why I'm constantly telling my sons, Sebastian gets it more than Brody, but, you know, boredom is great. Go write, go draw. Like, that's when you start to get creative when they're when kids are boring, bored, that's when their problem solving has come into play. That's where their creativity comes into play. And that's how scientists or everything, not scientists per se, but people that have invented things, they come up with these things probably during a moment of boredom when they're actually allowing their creative juices to flow and think. So my advice for all of you is to, I would actually challenge you all to sit down for five minutes, no phones, no TV, no distractions. Just sit in a room, put a timer on if you have to, and for at least five minutes, just sit and do nothing. Allow yourself to listen to the thoughts that are in your mind and process, have a conversation with your own mind if you need to. But just sit there and do that for five minutes. And if you have to, after, journal on it or whatever, because I'm sure lots of ideas will pop up. I bet you find that it's a struggle. The first time you do it, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't sit here. For is it five minutes yet? Is it five minutes yet? The more you can do this, the better 
you will be, the stronger you'll be, your, your creative juices, as I said, will start flowing. You will start to get to know and like yourself. You will start to understand yourself and, and your likes more and just feel more re replenished, right? Because we're not running from things all the time. It'll actually allow you to deal with things that are on your mind and make plans and what have you to go forward. So I just want to remind you that boredom is a good thing because it allows us self-discovery, it allows the creative process to happen, and it'll allow us to get to know and like ourselves, maybe even love ourselves. I'm going to leave that there and I wish you a fantastic week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode or it resonated with you, I encourage you to share it with a friend. It would mean so much to me or else share it on social media and tag me so I could personally thank you for helping me to get this message out so that we all can learn to embrace our imperfections. Because let's face it, we are all perfectly imperfect.